0: Hello and welcome to the Night Sisters podcast. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Annalyn. And I am Madison. And today we are going to be talking about uh, the first half of Light of the Jedi, part of the new uh, High Republic uh, books that just came out. But yeah, and um, also just want to say thank you if you have waited a little bit. <laughs> thank you for your patience um but we are back um but
1: yeah yeah we had a lot of exciting changes this month um I moved so now I'm not in Texas anymore uh Annalyn had a close call with jury duty we're we've had a good (laughs) we've had a good (laughs) month so um but we're super excited to be back it really sucked not being able to talk about Star Wars for a couple weeks like it it was really weird um Yeah, yeah so yeah, I'm so excited to be back and to talk about the first half of this really good book. So, um, we're going to start off with another small shop spotlight today. It is Punch It Chewy Press. Uh, they are um, a shop that sells really like beautiful and intricate enamel pins. Um, They sell other stuff like accessories and prints, but, uh, their pins are amazing. I found them on Instagram. I actually bought, um, a Knights of the Old Republic, uh, Bastilla pin from them. And it's like the only merch for her I've ever found. (laughs) So I was so excited. It's always only Revan. Um, so this was a super exciting find, but, uh, yeah, they're really great. You should go check them out. As always, we're going to link them on our Twitter and, um, give them a shout out. So yeah, um, yeah. In other news, we have uh, a bunch of stuff, actually. There's so much that's happened in the last two weeks. Yeah, we have a bunch, but we're going to try to get go through all of it. Yeah, it's been so hard not to talk about this stuff. Okay, um, first of all, USPS has a new stamp collection coming out with, like, droids and it's all the really cool droids that never get attention we've got l3 k2so chopper so it's not just r2 and c3po like they're going out this time (laughs) not just bb8 like always uh super exciting i think that that's like really awesome for fans that are not just uh fans of the skywalker saga i think that's gonna be super cool um And I can't wait to get my hands on those. Yeah, I will be purchasing. (laughs) Oh, 100%. My three favorite droids are on there. I have to buy it. Like exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then uh, Ubisoft actually announced that they're going to be working on an open world Star Wars game, which is so exciting. Um, I freaked out a little bit. I'm a huge fan of Far Cry. I love Assassin's Creed. I think Ubisoft is fantastic. And, um, I'm super, super excited to buy whatever they're selling because, uh, I know it's going to be good. And like an open world, um, an open world Star Wars game is something I feel like everyone has wanted for so long and to finally get it is incredibly exciting, um, we also had more gaming announcements. Uh, Lego Star Wars is going to have 300 playable characters, which is... That's more my speed. Yeah. <laughs> I love Lego Star Wars. <laughs> which is absolutely insane. 300 characters. Like, that's... Who's, like, one obscure character you're dying to have on there? I have to know. I... Chopper.
0: I mean, he's a yeah. really obscure, but, like, all of the Rebels, if Ezra... I can play oh as Sabine, Wren Sabine, yeah. I I will just that's all I'll play as. I have yeah. to unlock them. But, no, that'd be so yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. But they also uh, said that they're gonna make Finn like a bigger part <laughs> of the sequel really? trilogy. Yeah, because so cool. they kind of shade at.
1: At the sequel movies they're like, "We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna fix this. We're gonna do it right." Uh, yeah. Leave it to Lego. Lego made the best Batman movie. Let's talk about that because <laughs> Lego Batman is god tier. It's, it's, so it's really good. <laughs> um. Anyway, um, we've got a rumor which I balled my eyes out over. Um. It is rumored that there will be a uh, Knights of the Old Republic remake. IGN posted an article about it. Uh, If any of you have listened to a single episode other than this one, then you know that I talk about a KOTOR remake in every single (laughs) other episode. Uh, (laughs) I've been manifesting this for years. I made a PowerPoint like a year ago about KOTOR's influence on the sequel trilogy. I would pass away. I would pass away if we got like a Resident Evil a style or like um Final Fantasy remake where they just take it and update the game mechanics because I hate turn-based games and like just gave me just a beautiful kotor i would die i would pass away um so when that was rumored i was just so excited to talk about it on here because i've been bothering you guys with talks of a remake for (laughs) a month now so very very happy uh but yeah um why don't you talk about the alan tudyuk news
0: Yes, so Ellen uh, recently was interviewed, and they, of course, Andor is filming. They may have had to stop filming because the UK is pretty much shut down right now because COVID. But they were filming, and so of course they asked, because what's Cassian without K2? And so they were asking him about it, since he wasn't part of the presentation uh, that we last saw, And he said that K2 is not a part of Andor so far. He is not in season one. That's all that he said. And (laughs) a lot of people were mad. But in my head, I'm thinking, okay, we're going to see Cassian before K2. So are we going to see that he has an attachment to someone and they, like, die and then he kind of shuts himself off and then k2 comes along i'm already thinking in my head what's gonna happen because i i kind of thought we would see how cassian comes across k2 because that's i think really interesting and i would love to see that just kind of how they interacted in the beginning versus how they are together in rogue one because they're so connected in rogue one already Mm -hmm. i think
1: it'd be interesting well, and like, honestly, why wouldn't they show the origin of him meeting an Imperial droid? That is super exactly cool. Like, that's different. That's not just like, oh, I built my droid. He's my little buddy. That is <laughs> yeah. an Imperial droid. And if they didn't take the opportunity to show the origin of how they met, they'd be yeah. missing out. Like, it would be kind of dumb to start it out. And they're exactly how they are in Rogue One. Like, yeah. it, would, it just wouldn't make sense. It's a wasted opportunity. And I'm sad he's not in season one but also Alan could have been lying because (laughs) Star Wars actors lie like that's just what they do do. do. like yeah if he comes in in the finale of season one I won't be surprised like yeah like this
0: the finale is like he comes across the droid and like maybe he says like a line or two and that's the end. But I'm excited yeah. because that means there's multiple seasons. Yeah, <laughs> So exactly. It was exactly. more of Diego Luna and <laughs> hopefully Alan in the future. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just really excited to see Cassian in this time frame. Because this is around the beginning of Rebels as well. Mm-hmm. They like are right against each other. Yeah. And so how the rebellion was kind of at the beginning when it was just forming – to Rogue One, is going to be really interesting. Okay. So, I mean, he's been part of the rebellion, he said, since he was six, but that doesn't mean it was structured. So, yeah, he's gonna, no, exactly, he's gonna be Rogue.
1: I feel like um, little crack theory right here. Um, okay, so hear me out. They have to cast an Ezra for the Ahsoka show because obviously it's going to be her finding ezra we're not going to be surprised when that happens like that's just everyone's yes, theory for I the know. show so they have <laughs> to cast an ezra but if it wrote if the cassian show is around the same time as rebels what if but meets- ezra's going to be older i know so i know bad. i know but we're going to have ezra in live action so yeah. what if we get little ezra in live action I don't they have know. to cast him, you know what I'm I don't know him, if you know I, 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 like, I want
0: to see Ezra and Andor. I, I don't find know was if like Hera.
1: want to see it, but they're going to try and bring him into the general audience yeah. as much as well, they can before see, he's introduced.
0: I think with Andor, they're going to give us little bits of Rebels. Like, Hera, I, if she's not in this, I'm going to be surprised. Be surprised. Like, just a little bit, though. Because yeah. they're like bit. around the
1: same age, right?
0: Yes, I want to say. Yeah,
1: he's and gonna Cassie be. And I
0: like. He's gonna be like twenty-one.
1: Uh, yeah,
0: in the beginning of this. And, and so, she's
1: eighteen in a new dawn, so she would be around early twenties as well.
0: Yeah, 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 and so and then of course Chopper. I feel like they're gonna have him. he will have a cameo uh,
1: at least. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, but is Zed gonna be? <laughs> I feel like that will be interesting to see that in live action. I don't know
1: if I want to see that in live action. I don't know if I want to.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, it's going to be interesting to see how they – because I am – because there was also talks and rumors that the Ahsoka series is going to be the Rebels sequel, which I have a whole opinion on that. We should uh, do a whole
1: episode just talking about that because I have a lot of feelings
0: we could that'll be in the future get ready for that <laughs> but yeah. um yeah they have to incorporate rebels into more than mainstream and i know that's people are I'm like hey, rebels yeah. but like i love rebels but like not
1: everyone
0: it's different media yeah some people like different media but if they want them in live action they have to put them in there
1: that's exactly my point is i feel like if they're gonna introduce him Again, I'm not saying I want to see it. I'm saying yeah. if they're going to introduce him in the Ahsoka show, everyone's going to be like, who is that? But if we see him yeah. young for, like, an episode in Cassian, people will be like, yeah. oh, that's the little kid from the Cassian show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like
0: and he doesn't even have to be – he could be, like, pushing a crate and, like, exactly. rolling off. No, I things. don't want him
1: to be a character in it, yeah. if that makes sense. But I feel like we'll see – he'll be mentioned. We'll see yeah. something. Like, a young Jedi, like – being in the works of the rebellion. Anyway. If if Kanan though, I will cry if Kanan even I will pass into another life. Uh, That's good. I want that. I actually want that though. Like Ezra, I don't really need to see in Cassian, but I'd love to see Kanan and Hera. Just because like they would be around the same age as Cassian and like but they all had such different experiences like on how they joined the rebellion and I think that'd be so cool. Anyway, <laughs> on to more news. Um we've got Oh, Mandalorian season 3 beginning to film?
0: Yeah, so there's talks that they may be beginning filming in April, but obviously like with COVID and stuff, we don't know. Season like when that's going to if that's really going to
1: happen Season 2. No, 3. Season I'm three. so <laughs> dumb. I forgot season 2. Oh my god.
0: I was like, "What?" But yeah, so because uh they are shooting boba fett or they were fo- uh, shooting boba fett um and so of course the mandalorian they were going to shoot after that so i hope they are beginning filming because i know i don't think we're going to get new mandalorian this year and we're going to just get boba fett i think
1: yeah
0: but i want it as soon as possible but yeah i know i know, I
1: know. me too but, every time yeah. there's a delay, I get like a little upset <laughs> because at first I was so positive. I was like, it "Doesn't matter. We're getting Book of Boba But every time I hear about a delay, I'm like, eh.
0: "Yeah, we can't really talk about delays with Star Wars when the MCU
1: is <laughs> literally a year behind." True, true. Um, also, sometimes delays are good. Like, Trust yeah. should have been delayed. A hundred percent. So maybe they'll learn and they'll be like, "Ooh, if a product isn't ready, we don't release it." How about that? <laughs> How about hot. that? Anyway, um, so the last piece of news is a lot less fun. I feel like we've had to do this a couple times already. Yeah, the Star Wars fandom is like this. So uh, we had a lot of fun news on some really not fun news. Um, uh, we talked about the Star Wars uh, High Republic show, which is a YouTube show, um, which we're super excited about that just goes over what's going on in the High Republic, giving like updates and insight to the books. Um, and its host is uh, Christina Ariel. Um, and she was also a part of like that panel that we talked about in our last episode. She's super lively and yeah very energetic and just love star wars love star wars exactly you can tell she just adores the franchise um and she is getting harassed by a bunch of racist and sexist star wars fans and she has been for the last couple weeks and it's so disappointing to see that every single time there's a person of color in star wars especially a woman of color like with kelly marie tran um they get harassed like endlessly harassed um we saw it with john boyega and it's just so horrifying that time and time again these fans feel emboldened to harass employees of lucasfilm um over their race and gender because we saw it with Daisy as well but I feel like more than anything it's been the racism that she's experiencing 100% Um,
0: yeah and it's like we can't like as fans that like you shouldn't just let that slide that's why it's important that we mention this it's because this isn't something you just brush aside this keeps happening yeah and as like a fandom and fans we can't let that be the norm and we can't just like be like oh that's just that part of the fandom no it keeps happening no, and yeah. he needs make this a space where that's not okay
1: and honestly it's getting a little ridiculous seeing people in different sections of the fandom say, oh, that's pointing the fingers. Oh, that's the antis. That's the Raylos. That's the fandom menace people. We don't do that. Not the people in our part of the fandom, but it's not true. It is people in every aspect of the Star Wars fandom. It is ingrained into the culture of Star Wars fans, this racism and the sexism. And it doesn't matter what part of the Star Wars fandom you're in. There are people like that. And by pointing the finger to other parts of the fandom, you're not holding your peers accountable for what they're doing and how they are playing a part. And it only gets worse. And every single part of the fandom is pointing the fingers at every other part of the fandom instead of just saying, this is Star Wars fan culture. And it has been this whole time. And like, if we don't own up to it and we don't consciously make a decision to like make the change, then it's not going to change. It just keeps happening. And by keeping people like Gina Crono on staff mm-hmm. and yeah. <laughs> allowing her to be apeshit, um, <laughs> for lack of a better term, and not stopping fans and not calling them out. And Star Wars finally did step up and defend uh, defend Christina, but it took an outcry of people saying this isn't okay why is this the culture yeah uh, with star wars right now it took that for them to say anything and we saw it happen with kelly we saw it happen with john and i don't know i just feel like this is so important to talk about i didn't really know that this was happening at first i didn't see it on my timeline because i've been moving but when i found out about it i was like what the hell like this is horrifying this is so bad And if we don't, like, put aside the differences within the fandom and, like, say, like, this isn't okay, period, like, I don't know. It's never going to get better. And that's just been super disappointing to see. And it felt super important to talk about. Yeah, 100%. But, yeah. Anyway... (laughs) (laughs) yeah so
0: um this is not a safe space for racists and sexists and if you think what happened to her was okay then this is not the podcast for you and we do not welcome you Um,
1: no exactly uh we 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 want this to be a super positive space and it can't be a super positive space if the people listening to us are sexist homophobic and racist like then it's not a safe space for people like And that's all we want this to be is a positive, loving space for people that love Star Wars. Like we love Star Wars, but we're, we're both women.
0: I'm (laughs) Mexican.
1: Like we got LGBTQ in the house. Like we cannot, we're not going to just allow people to walk all over that. That's not okay. So yeah, we appreciate all of our listeners, but not if you're <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Not if you're like yes. that. Um <laughs> please don't listen to us anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's it's more important to us that we are inclusive and like everyone feels welcome. Yeah. But you know what's not welcome? Racism, homophobia, <laughs> and sexism. That is not welcome. <laughs> So yeah. goodbye.
1: Although I feel, like, I feel like you wouldn't be listening to us if you were. No, <laughs> I, I feel like they would have turned it off. Goodbye. First episode. Because first episode, we went off about Dina Carano. So I feel like <laughs> yeah. we made it really clear. But if it wasn't yeah. clear, if you didn't catch our drift yet, now we're explicitly telling you. Anyway, hi, Republic. Come yeah. <laughs> fun. Yes okay yes. guys yeah we read chapters 3 to 23 so we are halfway through the book now um and because yeah, we did read 1 through 3 last time just to kind of yes
0: begin it yeah
1: yeah as a little teaser and then we didn't record for two weeks so here we are <laughs> at chapter 23 uh spoilers for the high republic if you haven't read it um We appreciate you listening to the news portion of our podcast, but uh, you might want to log off if you don't want spoilers. If you don't want to read the book and you just want to know what happens, we are your girls? We got you. So, (laughs) Yeah. um, Anyway, do you want to take us away? Yeah. So
0: like the ending of last time, we find out that um, a ship got torn apart in hyperspace trying to avoid running into having a collision and because of that fragments of this ship um kind of shot out from hyperspace mm-hmm. and are hurtling towards um pronounce it Hetzel I believe this is <laughs> names in Star Wars is going to yeah. be difficult as a warning um Hetzel which is a um planet that's home to millions and millions of people if not billions Uh, and these pieces of the ship are going at light speed and um, the people are panicking on the planet And the last thing we saw in chapter three was the jedi being like we're here (laughs) we're here it's all good (laughs) and so then we start off with um chapter four um, we see the Jedi kind of arrive with Avar Chris who is mm-hmm. kind of leading this charge um, to help the planet. Um, and so, Avar Chris, she's really cool. <laughs> she's
1: so awesome for no reason.
0: Literally, she—the thing that really caught my eye—the first thing was she tied her hair back with
1: the Force. Yeah, and oh I was like, "That's that's cool." The um, way. We'll get into it more, but the way that the force is used in this book is oh so gosh. funny. But also, seeing how the force is perceived by different Jedi is the best part of this book. We'll talk about that later, but yes, she's so cool. I want to tie my hair up with the force as well. Love that. <laughs> Keep going. Sorry, so nice. it.
0: <laughs> no, it's fine. But and then also, how this book is kind of told is it jumps to different perspectives of different characters, whether they're Jedi or Republic officers or people on the planet, which I think is really cool and, like, kind of keeps your interest to kind of show what's going to be happening. And through each jump to different characters, in the beginning of the chapter, it tells you, like, it keeps counting down, like, blank minutes to impact. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, gosh, (laughs) that's kind of daunting. But um, (laughs) another set of Jedi we see is Bell Zidifar, he was a Padawan to Loden, Greatstorm. Uh, and these two are my favorite. I, <laughs> I really love them. Um, they have kind of a um, banter-type relationship where Loden just, like, has Belle do everything. He's like, you're not going to do anything. You're not going to learn anything if you don't do it. So we see them, and um, they're taking care of um, trying to help people get off the planet um and that means they have to tell rich people let these people on your ship oh my god that part made me. S- <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and uh oh yeah they kind of there's a part that really reminded me of ahsoka and rex with them and it was when they Loden was like okay we're gonna jump off the ship and land <laughs> yes yeah and he's all like see you down there and that reminded me of the siege of mandalore when she's all like see you on the surface yeah um but you learn that bell does not have the ability to thin the force to allow
1: him to safely Uh, land (laughs) so that's kind of a (laughs) running gag i feel like this is foreshadowing to like his demise (laughs) Or something great. Oh, yeah. Or no, I feel like what's actually going to happen is he's going to have a really good superhero moment where he's levitating off the ground. But I also feel like it'd be funny if that's how he died. (laughs) I love him. No, I do too. Anyway, continue. Uh,
0: um, But, uh, and then in the next, we see uh, they're not uh, Jedi. Uh, they're Republic officers, Captain Bright uh, and his crew, and they find um, different um, things. On sorry, <laughs> I'm reading it as I go along because I have many notes. Um, but uh, they find uh, there is um, while these things are hurtling, they're hitting different outposts and. Um, which have crew and so they're also having to save those people and see if um they can save different people in different situations. So there's just so much going on. Um and then uh you also learn that Avar Chris can sense like natural bonds between force users. Yeah. She can just be like, oh like (laughs) she she's so powerful, she's so cool. But she can also kind of communicate with the other Jedi through the force um and different capacities um so that's kind of why she's head of this so because there's so much going on uh she's kind of the grounding of it all so she can communicate to them
1: which is Um, a great stress on her too like when things are noisier because she can just hear all the jedi like it's super cool how they describe it like yeah yeah i don't know there is a cost um, and, to her ability, which I think is really interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, and then they also introduce us to a ton of different Jedi. Um, one that I want to point out is Elzar Mann, um, who's kind of like a rebel amongst the Jedi. They say that he never uses the Force the same way twice.
1: Oh, yeah, um,
0: and he makes a lot of—he gave me very much Anakin vibes. Oh, for where sure. He yeah. like makes a lot of the Jedi uneasy. He's never reached master because the council won't grant it to him because yeah. he keeps
1: doing reckless things, and it bothers him. Which is so but, funny because he's not yeah. so really reckless. He would never do it in a situation where it would yeah. put anyone in danger. But they're still exactly. like, we don't like you testing things. So yeah, no, I yeah. immediately too. But he's he's less selfish than Anakin. I yes. feel like, but yeah. he has the same energy as him.
0: Yes, kind of like if Anakin just like wasn't doing things out of spite and revenge. <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, but he's really close with Avar. Um, and she is like, kind of like a silent support. They've known each other since they were Padawans. Um, but they do have kind of different viewpoints where of course she's following more of what the Order yeah. uh, is doing, but if Elzar does something, she kind of is like okay that's fine like she's fine with him doing his own thing and like someone on the council
1: yeah I um, love that they're like besties though like child yeah. besties I think that I want yeah. them to
0: there's like later on in the book I'm like oh that's cute okay <laughs> but one there was a quote that I really liked um where um that was said it's like we must begin by believing it is possible to save everyone so a <gasps> yeah! book- A big part of this was just seeing how selfless all these people are. Like if they could even just save like two people, they would go out of their way to just try to save them, even if it meant sacrificing themselves. Because the quote, which was a lot, they said it a lot in the presentation, um, we're all the Republic. That's not just like a saying. It's like deep in like their heart. Like they 100% mean that. And I thought, like, it was really interesting to kind of compare it to the Jedi that we see in the prequels to these Jedi, which we'll get more into that later. Um, Oh, they also <laughs> but back to that a little bit. The style of these Jedi, I was like, oh, they're describing these outfits. I'm like, they have, like, they have multiple people. outfits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. yeah. They're like, they were all in these outfits because they just came from like this ceremony for, mm-hmm. um, I believe it's the beacon, like the new Jedi temple yeah. that's pretty much in space, that's in Republic uh, duo that's
1: coming out. And there's the, like, they were like describing they had a leather outfit. Yeah. They were like, usually yeah. we'd be wearing that or our armor. But today we're balling out in our yeah. whole rope. Oh, they seem so cool. I love it. Yeah.
0: Um, and then we also get introduced to two other non-force users. Uh, is it Joe, Joss, and Pika? And you first find out Joss really loves his wife. The way he's like, she's so beautiful. Why is she with me? I'm like, dude, this is cute, but there's also shrapnel just going off <laughs> in space. But um, he uh, kind of went there because he wanted to just try out the new ships yeah. that they had. But ended up having to like kind of help. Um, but I liked how they described the Jedi because they called them space wizards. I <laughs> literally ah, said, yes. "Let's see what these space wizards do." But uh, yeah. And sorry, if this is jumping back and forth. This is literally how the book is. Um, oh no, no. But uh, yeah. Let me just check. We just okay. Yeah, but um, Joss is actually the one um later who has a very good idea (laughs) but we also see um back to avar chris um she starts to kind of stretch herself thin um because she is trying to can like make sure everyone is okay through all the jedi that's happening um but while this is all happening and people are evacuating bad things just keep happening like, uh, four ships are carrying, like, 35,000 people, and they're about to go off, but because these things are just coming out of hyperspace, these, the shrapnel of the ship, everyone just, like, dies trying to escape. It's just, yeah. like, instant, and it, I think that also is kind of, um, because of all those life forces are kind of being blipped out of existence, I think yeah. that's also kind of stretching her thin just because... She has to deal with all that while also connecting with all the other jedi um, but yeah um and then selflessness is not just for the Jedi we find out the republic officers are just as selfless and just as strong um, as a team like bright and his crew petty and P- petty and peebles <laughs> <laughs> they uh they find um a base that was hit and uh, they want to make sure that everyone that there's any survivors and so even if it means that they may uh, um. possibly die from an explosion and so they go out of their way uh, to go there and even though they know there's a high chance that they may not survive and uh, they go through with it um, so you kind of just show I thought this showed that Um, the Jedi aren't the only heroes in this world. I think that's important, especially because in this world, the Jedi are so powerful. Um, But regular citizens are just as powerful with their sense of selflessness. Um, And then we're back to um, Belle and Loden. Uh, There are like the ship that they're trying to help these regular citizens get on, but it's being manned by security of the rich in my
1: head i know this is stupid in my head i imagine the kardashians yes oh my gosh no that's literally like in their little mansion with the gated yes. community no that's exactly how i pictured. Yeah. it i hated this scene i was so <laughs> angry oh my gosh sorry yeah.
0: <laughs> but um one of my favorite quotes was Loden uh asking Uh, bell like why did the force uh, call to us to fight today because while they're about to get these uh, citizens help um the security are still saying like no jedi we're not gonna listen to you and then all of a sudden these marauders (laughs) come in about to just blow through the crowd and steal the ship and the jedi didn't come here to fight they came here to uh negotiate and just like try to bring peace but sometimes that you have to fight if some people are just wanting to fight and so Logan's like why did the force bring us to fight today and then Belle replies for the life and the light which I thought was really sweet and yeah. pure <laughs> yeah. I really liked that quote um but while they're fighting, the guards just fire on <laughs> the Jedi, the two of them, because uh-huh. they're like, oh, they're distracted. And Loden kind of goes, hey, come on. <laughs> but so during funny. this, Loden saves Belle's life. And in return, Bell also saves Loden's. And it's kind of funny because he's like, oh, my debt's paid now. Like, it's, yeah. they just make it really lighthearted. And I feel like this has happened multiple times with them. Um But then also, uh, Loden just kind of gets tired of all this. And he just lifts the remaining Marauders. Like, there's eight people. He just lifts them up. And the whole time, Belle's like, wow, this is the power of the Jedi. (laughs) The power of the Force. And then he just drops them. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, in the end, they they can sense something is wrong. Um, all the Jedi kind of all sense something is wrong, even though something's already wrong, something even worse is about to happen. Um, and then let's see. Um, yep. Do you have anything to add so far? Is there anything I've missed?
1: No, not so far. I'm excited to get to the Home invasion part.
0: The home invasion part. Chapter twenty two. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> like, like the most recent one. Yeah, that's yeah. What yeah, yeah. Most okay. Because uh, there's so much that happens in the first half. <laughs> it's like what? Yeah. Um Okay. But um again, we're back to Captain Bright and his crew. Um uh, they um again um going about this mission, trying to save as many people as they can. Um, but Avar Chris on her side is sensing that hyperspace is, she says, sick, which something is wrong with hyperspace. Um, and while doing so, um, she has to go onto the planet because she's been in a ship this whole time. She uh-huh. has to go onto um, the surface uh to uh kind of get the full strength of the force because while in space they can but it's just stronger uh, when you're on a inhabited inhabited planet mm-hmm. and one of the captains is trying to like argue with her like don't go on the planet and she just runs <laughs> she just is like I don't want have this conversation and just
1: <laughs> just jumps that and part I'm was like, so oh, me too so- it reminded me of something else and I can't remember now that we're talking about it, but. Oh, yeah. It reminds me of. It's like.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's. Yeah. A... and told us We got it. And then the drop off signal.
1: What is that? You like salute and then you jump I off. I saluted
0: and you jump. What is that? Oh, in? my gosh.
1: That is what I. Thank you for knowing immediately what I was talking about. Because the second I read that, I pictured that yeah. moment. But I. That's going to bother me so yeah. much.
0: But well, while you think of that, if you think of it, please tell us. Yeah. Um. But also, this is where, um, the bright and his crew, bright and his crew, really shine because this is the part where, um, they know that this uh, outpost is going to blow up. They have found seven crew members, and um, one of his crew has to keep um, pushing in. Uh, numbers or whatever some space thing um to kind of um make sure something doesn't overload and the whole thing blow up and they can uh-huh. get these people away safely uh-huh. um and they were going to use a droid to keep doing that so they can get a get away which at first I was like oh, the poor droid <laughs> <But> <laughs> then, um uh, Captain Bright uh s- sees that there is still one more remaining um hurt crew member at this outpost, huh. and he's too heavy for him to carry, and so he has the droid uh, taken back. And because of this, Captain Bright sacrifices himself. Uh, and his crew member was actually going to sacrifice himself, but he's all like, no. But then he ends up sacrificing himself. <laughs> so it's kind of a battle of who's going to sacrifice himself? But, um, in the end, he uh, just reminds his crew, we are all the Republic. And I'm like, "Oh, That's really sad. But also, wow. This is fun. <laughs> so good. And um, also of our Chris, uh, she, uh, oh, we find out through um, a group of Jedi as well um, that there are life forms on some of these falling debris yeah. pieces, which is like, oh crap, you can't just destroy them um, before they hit the surface. You have to stop them. uh And so it's actually Joss uh, who finds out or comes up with a plan. And so they use the ships um, to kind of um, use a grappling hook or some kind to slow them down. And the Jedi uh, use the force to connect those uh, to the flying shrapnel with people inside.
1: I love when the Jedi are like, "We're not gods. <laughs> like, we yeah. can't guarantee that this war is so yeah. funny. And like,
0: like, oh, <laughs> you can try space wizards. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, and so at first we're like, okay, yes, they have everything under control. Mm, not so fast, because of our crisp heat sensing, something is wrong, and then they finally yeah. realize that one of the shrapnels is hurtling towards this one of the suns in this system. And it's, like, filled with some type of, like, explosive explosives. And if it hits the sun, the entire system will just, like, be destroyed. And so they all have to come together and um, use all their powers at once to move this piece of shrapnel that has... Explosives not to reach the sun and destroy everyone. Yeah, so the Jedi exactly. are just having a great day. Um, so uh, she uses her powers uh, or uses the force to connect to all these Jedi from all over, not just who are helping, but she mentions Yoda. She's all like no. Yoda and his young Padawan. I'm <laughs> Not Padawan, but youngling that he's looking after. Um which is exactly about, the same as he he <laughs> does uh, in the prequel. he
1: talks about like his voice and like yes. uh, just I wonder what he's doing. Like I bet he's a yeah. part of this right now too. You know what I mean? <laughs> like um, Yeah. And
0: so they all come together and they just have to like in their minds, like, we are gonna push things. They're like in my head I'm thinking of I think I can, I think I can, but they're just like, I think I can push it, I think I can make it hit yeah. miss miss the sun. And so at first, they're like, we did it. But then they're like, oh, we didn't push it far enough.
1: <laughs> and during this whole thing, though, some of the, these Jedi are dying. Right. Yeah, people are straight up passing away. <laughs> like, some of them just passed out. But one of them, like, when he lost his power, he, like, fell off of something. And you fell know? to his death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that horrifying? Like
0: Yeah, and then so- some are con- there, some are some in ships. And they're concentrating so hard that they lose control of the ship. Yeah. And so some of that, I was like, that's kind of fun. Yeah. (laughs) So crazy. But in the end, they do uh, push it out of the way. Um, And this quote is like, this was a victory for this day. At least the light had prevailed, which I was like, yay, good for them. (laughs) And then after that part, the countdown stops. Yeah. So that was the big um, imminent doom that we were counting down for. Um, but they may have said it was over, but it's not. It's, of course it's not. Um, because, uh, in a different system, um, along the same hyperspace lane that the legacy run, which was the ship that kind of exploded, um, parts of different fragments of it go into this system as well. Um, and it ends up um, hitting a very densely populated world like the oh, most yeah. densely populated world and ends up killing uh, 20 million people so they may have stopped this one thing but it's right. not done yeah. at all Yeah, and that is the end of the first part and then it turns into the interlude where we find out about
1: oh can you help me with the the, the hill Nihil? Yeah, no, here's the thing. I <laughs> I started doing this as a child. When there's a name in a book, I just skip over it. Yeah. <laughs> and so it makes everything really hard, but especially <laughs> Star Wars and like Game of Thrones. I would just be like, I would yeah. never sound it out in my head, so I can't pronounce it. I'm so sorry. <laughs>
0: um but yeah, so um you find about um the Knightly Hill, um, they are pretty much pirates. They yeah, are the really pirates. Pirates that, and they kind of t- mentioned that they were going to be pirates in their presentation. Yeah. Um, and but- they're not
1: like they said it in the presentation before the book came out. Like, they're not pirates of the Caribbean, pirates or Caribbean. No. They're not fun, happy pirates. They're they're evil. Like they're they're like they, murderous. They're like <laughs> yeah. like Vikings. It seems like. Yeah, like how these yeah. are perceived. That seems more like what these are. Cuz they're yes. like raiding and hurting people. They're not little fun. Yeah. yeah. yeah they're using
0: poisonous gas <laughs> to yeah. kill off these people in the ship that they want to take and they don't care if there are women and children on board. Yeah. They're going to take what they want and um, they any way they can. Um but we'll learn more about them uh, later on. Um and so part two was called the paths, which we're learning about the paths kind of through I'm gonna call them the knee, Nihil. Nihil. I'll just going to call them the Nihil. Um I'll probably end up saying a different <laughs> sometime.
1: I'll probably just say pirates. I'm gonna be fully <laughs> honest. <laughs> uh
0: and so after that interlude we begin chapter nineteen, which is the first part of chap of part two. With Linus So, who is kind of the she is the head of the Republic, Um, and the whole thing she's talking to her council about what happened. Um, The Jedi are kind of going over what they saw and what happened, and they all know that something happened with the hyperspace lanes. They don't know what happened, but they're afraid that it's going to happen again, Uh, and because of that, she closes the lane, uh, the hyperspace lane yeah. uh, that uh, was affected by this. Uh, but some of them are like, well, they need that lane for some of the outer rim planets so they can get food and necessities. Um, but her biggest fear is that if the hyperspace hyperspace issue isn't fixed, yeah. because of, hyperspace is how all of these different uh, rims, outer, inner, middle, are connected, and she's scared that if it isn't fixed, the Republic will be no more, mm. um, which she doesn't let that be known. She doesn't want to cause fear, um, but that's kind of what's weighing over her.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but um, Avar and Elzar are back and they had a really cute moment. Yes. <laughs> um. So she's kind of in charge Um. Uh, continuing with this, since she was such a big part um, of the Hetzel uh, rescue, and she chose Elzar to be like her right hand man in mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. and um, he knows she didn't say anything, but he knows that he she chose him so that this yeah. can convince the council to make him a Jedi master. So and that- I-, <laughs> I was like, that's so sweet. Um, He's like, I but, don't want to
1: fail her because I know yeah. she's doing this as a favor to me. Oh,
0: yeah. I love it. You yeah. don't deserve. <laughs> but um, they are um, part of a team um, now, and part of the team is going to kind of be able to map what's going to happen um, or where the rest of these fragments are going to be heading. Um, they just need like, oh, you know, like 30,000 droids <laughs> to do it. Um, so they need a lot of droids, but uh, Avar and Elza uh, go off to the Santeca clan, yes. Um,
1: before let's go, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. So, because they know a lot about hyperspace, yeah. Um, and then, um, we go back to, um, the oh, I already forget how I said it the Nihil-, Nihil, go back to the Nihil. Um, and we really see how brutal these people are. Oh my God, yeah. So they have this big, like, it really reminded me of like Game of Thrones, like one of the evil ones. They're like, who are we? And then like yeah. people chant and yeah. like, like they say, who are we? And they go, the Nihil, And what do we ride? And they say, the storm. And then they just keep going and going and they're just celebrating that they, Got these uh, ships, but they only got, I believe, six of the seven. Um, And so they're like, well, who was in charge of the last one? Why didn't we get that? That's a loss on all of us. Yeah. And so they end up being like, someone has to pay the price. And they're like, well, the person died who kind of caused it to explode because they didn't get that last shipment because it exploded. And they're like, well, someone's going to have to pay the price. Oh my so some, they, they, I don't know if they, I think they slipped the throat <laughs> of someone else on that crew. Just absolutely but during this, <laughs> during this whole thing, though, uh, we have a character, a name, oh gosh. <laughs> I'm going to call him Ro. Okay. <laughs> That's his last name, is Ro. And he is the eye, uh, which means that he is able to, he knows about different paths in hyperspace that no one else knows about. And the Nihil used these paths um, to travel and cause chaos and destruction. <laughs> and he's the only one that gives them access to um, these paths. He had a father, but his father was killed. And he suspects one of, um, I believe, um, they're called Tempest Runners. Yeah, um, so there's like a system. You have the eye, you have these like three um, people who have um, kind of different clans, and they all work together um, to get the different portions of their prize. Yeah. Um, and so during all of this, though, Roe is kind of more level headed. Uh, he's kind of seeing, like, okay. Well, this whole thing just happens with Republic. They're really kinda looking at hyperspace right now. I don't think it's best if we bring attention to ourselves because if they find out about the paths, then it's over for us. Yeah. Um, but these like <laughs> the Tempest Runners are like, um, I wanna fight a Jedi. <laughs> yes. Go oh, ahead and yeah. pick your
1: replacement while you do it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, the and... part where they're like, "He's never fought a Jedi." <laughs> like, they're yeah, like talking amongst themselves, like he's like, "I want to take one down." He's never fought a Jedi.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, like I said, he was wanting to stop the raids until the Republic isn't looking closely to hyperspace, um, and they're they're not happy about that. They're like, um, "But I want things. I want money and all this." Yeah. And he's all like, "Okay, but you can see the bigger picture, right?" Um, but one of the uh runners uh Lorna D uh kind of persuaded him like oh there's just this one on El Forona, a planet named El Forona. really easy we just got to take some people I just need some paths to get there and um he's like okay just this final one uh and yeah, so, and then the others are like, what, so she can just go, but we can't? Yeah. <laughs> like, But, and then the next one, though, we find out that Belle and Loden are now on El Forona. So, we have the some of the Nihil going there, and now we have my two favorite Jedi and Padawan <laughs> uh, on the same planet. And what do we see? Um, Belle is... <laughs> Uh, being for forced to practice falling again, <laughs> again, and Loden's kind of uh, poking fun at him about that. Um, but it's also going between um, that Bell and Loden and this family, yeah, um, who are just regular citizens of this planet, uh, and all of a sudden, though. They see this like cloud, and it's getting closer, and, and it's the night hill. Yeah,
1: and they were like made it clear like we don't see clouds on our planet. Like we don't have yes. fog, we don't have water, um, and but they like know from watching from like being up on the, the moon, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah they know. And
0: it reminded me of
1: a bug's life,
0: <laughs> <laughs> like the like, grasshoppers. Yeah, yeah, you're
1: completely right. You're completely <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. they're like, we have to get our kids. We have to hold up and, like, call for help. And um, their kids are yeah, they're, and yeah. They're fine.
0: Yeah. And they're in, like, a very remote place. So getting a signal can be difficult, which sucks when the yeah. Nihil are coming after
1: your place. Yeah. And so they, like, call for help. And um, the security people that are supposed to help them are just like, no. Good luck. they yeah. are too far. They're
0: too, they're too scared of the, yeah. of the Night Hill. Yeah. They're like, they're like, oh, what, what is it? And they're like, the Night Hill. And they're like, mm, <laughs> yeah. never
1: mind. And the little boy is the one that called the 13-year-old son, which is like they just literally turned down helping a child. Like that's so mad. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, Sorry, I kind of yeah. interrupted. You oh, can no. Continue on.
0: Um, and also during this whole time, we find out that the wife had like made so their droids they have working their farm can kind of go up against <laughs> these people yeah. and so she's using like a remote control in their bunker to try to fight off the night hill she's a gaming um, queen it's fine yeah <laughs> yeah and uh, her husband the whole time's like wow that's my wife <laughs> yeah. i like that that's funny um yeah and then uh it kind of ends they the Night Hail do defeat all their droids, um, and they're like, "You shouldn't have done that. We were we were just gonna take you. Now we gotta hurt you." I'm like, oh, "Okay." Um, and then after that, we go back to Loden and Bell and other Jedi um, that are also at this outpost. Um, there's uh, this Jedi who makes a really good like six egg stew, <laughs> and then um, nine, eggs. nine egg, nine egg. Nine eggs? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of eggs in this stew. Uh, And there's also like this, was it a a, they call it a char hound named Ember. Yeah. Which I thought was really cute. Um, And they all kind of adopted it as their little outpost pet. Um, And then there's another Jedi as well. Oh, what's her name? Oh, I can't find her name, um, but they're all kind of a group, and they're all about to go off to different things. Belle is going to go off um, with this other Jedi and to practice falling. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, um, oh, oh, I thought I saw her name, Porter. Maybe, <laughs> sorry, um, but <laughs> Loden is just all like, uh. Yeah, you're, you're a very wise Pat at one because you know what your lesson's gonna be. You're just gonna be falling. Yeah. Um and he's going to be going off in a different area. And but all of a sudden though, they get a um transmission asking for their help for this family that's being attacked by the Hill. And Loden's like, Let's go.
1: Yeah, so that's why the chapter had like cut between the two was because it was like yeah. gonna I love that so much. Like I thought that yeah. chapter was one of one of my favorites in the book. I thought it was super good. Um, yeah. and it's exciting to like know that the Jedi are going to help these people. And yeah, I'm excited to see them go against the night
0: hill just because they're so, they're the exact opposite. Yeah. I believe of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. Like they have, they're so selfish. They don't think of anyone, but what they want. Um, they are not afraid of murder. Yeah. <laughs> and, but the thing is, I believe they're both. It sounds fearless. That may be, yeah. the big thing between them. And that'll that make they both.
1: Yeah, that'll make things harder if both sides are fearless and not afraid to die. That makes things really yeah. hard. Like. Oh
0: yeah, God. but I hope that was clear. I hope my description wasn't Dude, you bad. You killed it. Oh, <laughs> you killed it. Oh my Thank gosh.
1: You. Thank you but... for having so many notes because the <laughs> last, like I said, the last 10 chapters, I just read straight through. I didn't pause. <laughs> the only things that I paused to write down were, um, we talked about it. I love how the force is described as different things, as manifesting it in different ways. And yeah. for, um, for Avar, that's how you say her name, right? That's what I think, Avar. Yeah, she sees it or she hears it as a song. So like when there's more people, it's the chorus and it like mm-hmm. manifests itself to her as a song that she can physically hear. And for another Jedi, it was a light that he can physically see. And so he can see the force moving around um, and doing different things. And then I forget his name. I didn't write down the name, but that one Jedi, it's uh the bottomless ocean. Elzar. Yes, Elzar. I couldn't remember yeah. his name. It's like a bottomless sea. And so He's like, the force never runs out. I can see that there's an ocean and the ocean never ends. And like the force will never run out. And I should be able to just use it and use it and use it because it will never go. away. And I just, there's other descriptions, but those are my three favorites. Like I really love, I feel like we do not get that in other Star Wars. Like
0: No, because like the force is in the movies is so mysterious still. It's, like, we got a little bit with, like, Mitochlorians or whatever that was and the prequels. um, But you never really know how the Jedi see it, other than just this tool that they use.
1: Yeah, like, they Um, feel it. It's part of nature, but it's not, like, something physical. And not not that it's not physical. I don't know. You don't hear about how it manifests itself for different Force users. And I thought it was so cool. And... Yeah. And there's another quote. I honestly can't remember if you said this already. I'm so sorry. Uh, But there was a quote that I loved because just like last time, there was a quote that I was like, this is Star Wars in in our last episode. But this Mm -hmm. quote... like when I read it, I was just like, that just is what Star Wars is about. Like, and the quote mm-hmm. is, uh, the small group of brave people risk their own lives to save others and use their unique gifts to preserve, to help. And I was like, that's Star yeah. Wars, like yeah. a small group of people like risking their lives. That's just what the franchise is. And I thought that was so, oh, yeah. such a good line, like such a good <laughs> quote. Um, but yeah, that was, thank you for your book report. That was amazing. <laughs>
0: I, I felt like I was in AP English all over again. Dude, yeah, getting flashbacks. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, my, my uh, like I guess uh, Bell and Loden are my favorite characters right now. I yeah. think Elzar is about to get up there too because I looked a little bit, and we're going to get more of him with Avar. Um, but I just really love the relationship between like a teacher and their student but they're more than that because um because of the force and because of how the Jedi are they do have more of a friendship and um it did remind me a lot of like Rex and Ahsoka um very kind of like older brother like younger sibling um kept picking on each other but not out of like like malice like just very very fun um And I know you didn't like that part, but I really liked the um, them trying to get the ship for. Oh no no no! I loved the part.
1: I loved (laughs) the part. I was angry. No no no! I was angry at the rich people. I loved the part of. I thought it was really good.
0: Because it made me angry. Yeah (laughs) yeah yeah.
1: Oh no! No, super super fun to read. I was just like, (laughs) I hate the rich so much.
0: Um, oh my god. But yeah, that was my favorite just because so much was happening. Um, and you really saw the thought process of the Jedi just the fact that it's like they're not here to fight, but yeah. if they have to, they're going to do it for the goodness of those that need help. Exactly. exactly. Um, and so I really I really like that. And of course, when of our did her hair, <laughs> pulled her hair oh up god. with the force. That's so good. Um but yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. So, what are you looking forward to though? Um, like, what do you want to see in the book? What the do I want chapters? to see?
1: I'm trying not to set myself up for too many like expectations. I kind of just yeah. want to let it take me uh, away. <laughs> I just, I'm just ready. I'm just ready. Yeah. I'm so excited for Claudia's book too. So I'm ready to finish this one to like get into that. <laughs> but this one's so good. It, it's like amazing. Um, yeah. But. I don't want to set too high of expectations. I just want to see where it goes. I'm really excited.
0: Yeah, I I am excited to see more of Avar and Elzar and kind of see like how their friendship plays into like them working together. Yeah, uh, and kind of see the duality of the two of them since they do kind of have different personalities, um, but also a bond. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. And then... What we've got from the readings so far, kind of like how the Jedi are now compared to what they were in the prequels.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah, I just I feel like they're better people,
0: if oh, that makes yeah. sense. Like,
1: they, yeah, I love seeing the Jedi be actually good, not yeah. just religious extremists, but like actually yeah. good people <laughs> that actually care. Um. And I feel like the prequels um, shine such a negative light on the Jedi, which is good. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like yeah. if they were just these perfect beings. Like, that's boring. And so I yeah. thought High Republic would be more boring, but I, it's a not. Like, the I think it's so interesting to show what things could have been. Mm-hmm. Like, if it had kept up like this, without the Sith, without this underbelly of evil, when yeah. things are perfect in this utopia basically like how the jedi could have been without corruption and i think that's so cool and like interesting i love to see it i really love it
0: in, in my head i'm also thinking like the jedi in the prequel are such a step back from the high republic where it just feels like they de-evolved
1: oh no i <laughs> where i feel that way too yeah,
0: yeah and even, like, how they dress. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. I'm thinking, like,
0: a our Chris, I feel like would, like, roast Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> just for yeah. his Jedi robes. But, like, no, I completely- the technology seems more evolved. Like, everything just seems more advanced than what we see in the prequels, which is crazy because it's, like, it makes me want to go what happened? Yeah. Like, and that's why I'm really excited about this series to find out what did happen, uh, to make things just fall apart. And yeah. I know like the Sith are playing it, but like I feel like there's not. It's not just that. It's something the Jedi did. I feel like oh for
1: sure there has. Also, it can't be perfect. Yeah. It's not a utopia. So something has to happen. Yeah. But we'll have to yeah. see. I'm super excited. Yeah. I feel like we should start wrapping up, but. Yeah. This has been so fun. What's the question of the week? Okay, so um, my question of the week.
0: um, Favorite Star Wars era. So Lucasfilm released kind of an updated uh, era timeline. So we have the High Republic, which is what we're reading. uh, The Fall of the Jedi, which is prequel era. Reign of the Empire, which is going to be like Bad Batch and Solo. uh, Age of the Rebellion. Rebels, Rogue One, uh, all of the original trilogy. Uh, the New Republic, which is Mandalorian, Ahsoka, all that jazz. And then the Rise of the First Order, which is the sequel trilogy. Yeah, Which one would you like consider your favorite?
1: Okay, it's a little too early to say this, but <laughs> I'm between High Republic and Fall of the Jedi, just because yeah. I love the costumes and the architecture and the The drama of it all like Mm -hmm. it's so i feel like once you get past fall of the jedi everything's kind of the same it all kind Mm -hmm. of looks and feels similar um yeah but the high republic and the fall of the jedi the prequel era has this like grandeur to it you know what i mean like it's it's very royal yeah and i love it i love it feels so much more like a just operatic like space space opera I love that I'm here for it so those are my two favorites so far
0: okay now I have to say I think I didn't think this until recently but I think Age of the Rebellion is my favorite just because everything is so down and you really have to see like these characters kind of overcome everything um, in different areas because we've seen like different a ton of different characters with like rebels and then rogue one um i just also i have this thing about texture like in set designs and stuff and i don't know why but the texture and the age of the rebellion i just like really <laughs> i really like um like it's, it's really i just want to touch yeah like The consoles, the old consoles of the Rebellion and the ships just are, they're all gritty. I love that. I like that they're all gritty. Yeah. Um, Visually, I also, because everything is like kind of darker, they're trying to use like recycled materials. Um, I just really love that as well. And I also like the costumes um, for the Rebellion as well, because it's like, um, I don't know, vests are a big thing. (laughs) I really like, I like the vest. I'm a poncho fan so.
1: myself. So, yeah. same thing. Yeah.
0: Love it. So, that's the question of the week. If you guys have an answer to that, please uh, message us or uh, tweet us. Yeah. Uh, the Night Sisters Pod on Twitter. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Anything else to say?
1: I've got nothing else. This was super fun. I missed this a ton and I can't wait to get back in the swing of things. But, yeah. Yes. Uh, again, our Twitter is at Night Sisters Pod. Um, my Twitter is Maddie underscore Amadala.
0: Mine, I believe, is Annalyn Graceful or Graceful Annalyn. Just look up Annalyn, A N N A O Y N.
1: Yeah, both of our ats are going to be in the Night Sisters Pod bio, and we're going to post our small shop of the week today as well. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed. This was super fun. Uh, may the force be with you. May the force
0: be with Woo! you. <laughs>